And it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 46, recorded Friday, June 17th, 2011. It's time for the multiple values of love. Although it seemed kind of like a creative title. We're going to talk a little bit about multi-value fields. A couple other things. Let's do Splunk Talk. I gotta have more cowbell. Greetings, Maverick. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Because <laughs> the Mavericks are the champions now? Is that what Actually, it is? no, that's that's great. I was <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday, someone by the name of Tanny. Tanny. Mm-hmm. She works in our, um, she's a salesperson who works in our Plano office. And she said, I can't really quote, but <laughs> it was, a di- I had a difficult time getting to work today because of the Mavericks parade. That's right. We had a, they had a parade uh, and they didn't, they couldn't provide any water from what I understand. So people were encouraged to bring their own water, but it was like 105 degrees or something, I think. Well, it was supposed to be like 88 or 90 by the time it started. And it was a hot day. Hot yeah. day here in Austin, probably hot, hotter in, in Dallas. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm happy that the Mavericks have a championship because, you know, it's their first one. And that's great. And, you know, yeah. what, what, what you know, what can bad can say about it? And, you know, everybody hates uh, who's the guy at LeBron James. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of cool photoshopping people are doing of him <laughs> as the <laughs> um, are any of those people named Susie? No, no, uh, I don't think so. But I'm just other folks around the world that are have him as the um, as the guy of the, ring, the from Lord of the Rings or whatever. Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. That, when, the, when will the buy- precious, precious, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when will buy my Darth Maul uh, photoshopping be done? Uh, I, soon, but okay. the thing is, is that he's got that. But how, but how are you going to do? How are you going to make you into Darth Maul? Photoshop you as Darth Maul when he's red and has contacts. You exactly. Wouldn't be able to tell, you wouldn't be able to tell it's you anyways. We're going to give you a picture of Darth Maul and say, "Here's you." No, you should. <laughs> no, Maul. you should be able to take the pattern and overlay it onto my face. But but it's but there's no. It's all red and black. That's and yellow right. Context. So you're gonna. But so it'll look just like Darth Maul. We're just gonna give you the no, Darth Maul leave the picture, context and, and I'm gonna just tell you it's you. Leave the context <laughs> alone. You'll be able to tell it's me. I don't have the same head as the actor that does Darth. You Maul. totally do. You totally do. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll try. Maybe we can I'll see try. some comps beforehand. <laughs> okay. I don't know. All right. All right. Hey, you know, um, what uh, today we got some interesting stuff today. I learned some stuff this week, and uh, one of the ways we could figure out what that is is by doing uh, doing this and getting into some questions. Um, okay, I have another topic I'm going to bring up later uh, regarding uh, a new segment. I think I want to start on the show. Uh, it's okay. going to make all of us smarter, okay? Because we're going to have okay. to do extra work. But I'm trust. I'm trusting you. It's you, it's, you, it's you. we're going to be able to be as good as Gerald. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Okay. All well, right. I'm gonna. I'll trust you because I don't know anything about this, so I'll be learning for the first time. If I veto it, is that cool? If we don't have it, if I veto it, or do I have to accept it? You know what? Pretty- then it will be wild segment. Okay. <laughs> and you can, and you can just learn. All right. All about right. that segment. So, all, right, all right, Maverick. Give me right. the question. I have. A, I have a question. All okay. right. Question is: I have Windows security events from Windows 2008, 
And they are successful and failed logins having the event code of uh, 4,624 and 4,625 respectively. I have a stats chart that shows me the number of failed logins in the last hour by account name, like account underscore name, like the field. I've tried filtering the machine name out with a not, like a Boolean not, in my search, and all my results disappear. What am I doing wrong? Ah, this is a very interesting one, okay? So um, when you see the account name field in your, <clears throat> excuse me, event logs, you'll often see what's the name of the machine as well, because each Windows machine technically has an account of its own. Mm -hmm. You often start up a service with a system account, and it has a dollar sign at the end. And... <clears throat> You don't really care about that kind of stuff. So it might be, let's say I have a, I have a, my demo server is named Panda. You'll see user, you'll see account names of the Wild and Maverick and Ice Admin and also Panda Dollar, and I don't really want that out. Mm -hmm. So if you go in there, your search and you type in pipe, or eh, not even pipe, you at the end of your search you can just say not account underscore name equals star dollar and hit quotes and watch what happens. Boom, no results. Why is that the case when you can see the machine name is in there? Well, probably because it's appending other things or something no. on there. Oh, check okay. this out. Okay. okay. Now, I learned some stuff this week. It was during a proof of concept. And I swear to God, I spent like an hour trying to figure this out. It was like the stupidest thing ever. It wasn't a stupid requirement, but it was like... You know, sometimes you get through something, you just are looking at a problem seemed, forever, can't figure it out. seemed obvious, yeah, but it wasn't obvious, right? Why shouldn't so, I be able to just nod it out? Yeah, okay. you should be able so to. So Windows 2003 mm -hmm. has a... They, and I'm going to talk about this later in my What I Learned This Week. Has a different style of the Windows security event. Okay, matter of fact, they have different fields. Has a username field and not the um, account name field. Okay. Right. But the Windows 2008 actually has audit level events. Okay. So the event is a lot larger. Now, if you go into a Windows, you know, if you're monkeying around, go into Splunk, look at a Windows security event log for those event codes, uh, mm -hmm. 4624 and 4625. You will see a big long event and you'll see account name equals machine name dollar and an SID. And then below that, You'll see a uh, reason, tried to log on. And then you'll see account name, colon, the wild. So in the 46, in the new style Windows events, fields appear multiple times. Splunk, oh. in all of its grandiose wisdom of trying to figure out everything on its own, naturally extracts all of those fields or creates a multi-value field. Oh, okay. Ergo... The 4624 event has two values for account name, machine name and the wild. Huh. So it adds so it adds both of the fields like both of them in mm -hmm. so you can look at both of them on that one event. Correct. Matter of fact, if uh. you if you take the account name field, go to the field picker, select the account name field and click it, you know, do show, make it yeah. show, and if you look at the bottom of that event, you'll see account name equals User, the username and account name equals machine name. So, dang it, how do you get the machine name out of the set of stats? Ah, oh, okay. oh yeah. It's like now, an array. Is it like an array well, behind the scenes or something? Technically, it is an array. Okay. okay. When Splunk does multi value fields, mm -hmm. like from equals Maverick and Michael and John and John Kurzman, um, 
he it it builds a little array, and every array in typical programming has a what you call an index, right, or a right. No, a number for each position in the array. A positional number, right? Correct, okay. and it starts okay. with a zero. Wow. So Splunk actually has a search command uh, called um, MV. Uh, it's a search command called MV index. Okay. So let's for, for, for multi-value yeah, index. Right, that's what it right. means. So yeah. it's saying pull out the particular value of a multi-value field at this particular index number. Oh, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So what I could do then is rewrite the account name field. So do my search, pipe it to eval, not evil. Right. Speaking of Darth Maul, <laughs> eval account underscore name equals MV index. And in parens, the field name that you want to pull from, which in this case is the same one, account name, a comma, and then the index number or the position that that appears in the field. Well, mm-hmm. well, we know if the first one is zero, that's how it starts out as zero. That one's going to be the account name. That one will be the machine name. Machine name, The yeah. second one, well, it might be one. There might be another account name. But if we know it appears last, I'm, I'm just going to use negative one. So zero is the beginning one, and negative one is the last one. I could have mm-hmm. used one, but I, it was guaranteed because there were only two. It was the last one. And I put a paren in there, and then I do pipe it to stats count by account name. So I've sort of wiped, for the purposes of this search, I've wiped away that ugly machine name out of there so I can get a realistic uh, set of fit u- fit users that are failing logon or succeeding logon. Wow. Yeah. That's, so that's that's what I already that's what I learned this week. You just taught me a new There you go. It happens to me all the time. I learn stuff that when you Especially the ne- negative one to get the last one. That's really good to know. I didn't know that either. So that's a couple <laughs> things right there. That's really great. What You're a great learn... way to start to start off the episode. Dude, I'm going to give you another one. In my what we have learned this segment. We're gonna follow this guy up. Okay. But All wait. Right. Look, okay. Let's let but you. Let's let me ask you a question. Okay. What do you got for me? Um, I have got other than a beep for no reason. Uh, <laughs> I downloaded Splunk and have exceeded my daily license volume. I got that red error up there. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I think it's red or is it yellow? I don't remember. I think it's, I got an error. It's red. Yeah. Thank you. I can't seem to find out what the volume is anywhere. Like, uh, how much am I indexing? Can it really be that hard to figure out? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, we, I think we may have covered this uh, in a previous episode, um, but uh, things have changed recently. And um, so, so it's worth talking about, I think. Um, so it's not really hard to figure out. Um, uh, right now in the product, I think, or actually in the previous versions of the product, just to take a step back for a second, we used to have... Uh, a license on the license page, you can go like in the license area of the Splunk manager, you could go in and look and see uh, how much you or the days you were violating. You didn't necessarily could see what the uh, amount was. So you would have to usually go into the, I think it's the Splunk audit. You could go into st- statistics or audit or something you like that in the search app. You can see, see your, you can see your peak in the past. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. that wasn't accurate. But you, but you want it right. So you could go into this the, under the uh, search app under the the uh, like I think a Splunk audit or one of those ones. You could bring up like a dashboard that had your kind of daily indexing volume. And then I think we've talked about before, like when four two dot 
one four two uh, four out. four I'm sorry four two came out it it went away it, it wasn't there anymore and then it was like wow okay so what happened was is we abstracted it moved it to the deployment monitor app which by default I believe is not enabled in the product and you'd have to upgrade it. And I think we talked about it before how you upgrade it and you can go in there and there's actually a tab, like a dashboard inside that app that says license manager, or license volume or something license like that. Report. Report, yes. And you can go in and then you can see everything that, you know, or at least most of the things that you would need to kind of to kind of know about it. Um, now, I believe with the latest version, 4.2.2, that just came out, what, yesterday or the day before, which by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be a couple weeks um, or a week later. Um, I believe it's back in there now. Um, uh, is, it under man- is it under the license manager now, or is it just still in the deployment monitor? No, it's, but it's the- still in deployment monitor. I mean, license manager itself has a much different purpose than it did in the past. But it's in deployment monitor. The challenge that we had was um, the deployment monitor is an app, okay? And most apps live on Splunk base. Although this is one of the apps that gets shipped with the product. Uh, so the code's already here. In yeah. 4.2 and 4.2.1, the, f- the deployment monitor app, which is known as 4.2.2, wasn't shipped with that version of the product. You had to upgrade it when you downloaded Splunk. It's kind of silly. Now yeah. it's all kosher. Their uh, deployment monitor 4.2.2 is included with 4.2.2.2. 4.2. Whoa, I'm a little crazy there. And uh, all you got to do is you know go to the apps page in your Splunk server and just enable it. Yeah, um, under uh, under the manager apps, right? You go no, in there and do, just there. do it. You don't even you don't even have to go in there. Oh, really? You just okay. go to the launcher or the home, okay, mm-hmm. where you would normally launch the search app, and there's a little enable button. You just click on it; it'll turn itself on, and then uh, it'll start working. So, oh, okay, you mean right from the home page? Yeah, right from and, the home. But page. and you have to restart. You I do think not you have to restart. Oh, you, you do don't not. anymore. Oh, you okay, do not have to restart. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So that's even better than I thought. Yeah. That's many great. of the apps now, uh, we're trying to minimize the amount of times you have to restart. But many of the apps now, when you install them, go right to an enable state where Splunk actually then loads up all their configuration. Unless, of course, that app has indexes that need to be created. Sometimes some do, like summary indexes. Those are times you right. might need to restart. Deployment monitor is, uh, you, person who's listening, um, you should use it, okay? Because deployment monitor actually has a lot of really cool stuff in it. Um, most people look at deployment monitor and see the, um, you know, the first page. And the first page of deployment monitor shows you on that page, there's stuff for forwarder connections, and that's some stuff you should pay attention to because if you're using forwarders, it will help you understand the volumes that are coming in if they've been too loud or too quiet. If your indexer is getting overloaded, sometimes you might not even know that it's getting overloaded unless you're looking at the logs or you see missing data or something like that. Or you mm-hmm. just see data. Splunk doesn't usually lose data, but you might not see it as recent as it is. And there's warnings and there's alerting in the deployment monitor, which is cool. So you can set that up. Like if your forwarder goes offline, then, you know, you want it, let somebody know. And it's doing this based on all the logs. I mean, the metrics log is one of them that's sent. But with the new forwarders lately, there's a few more statistical logs that tell you about um, about what's going on. But if you pop over under um, in deployment monitor, if you go to, let's say, I think it's all source types. Mm-hmm. 
and you click on, um, you go and click on uh, the graph. For example, let's say you see a graph of, of all the source types. You can drill into that, and it will bring you a very granular view beyond that. It's really cool. I, I need oh, to okay. learn how to do this. But it will go down into that actual source type for that time and show you the volume. It's, it's quite cool. It's, you know, I mean, it's yeah. nerdy, but it's a quite cool um, design that they put in Deployment Monitor. It's not perfect. One of the things that I ran into this week is... So we covered this a while ago, a couple times, the whole CRC source thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, for those who don't know what that right. is. Splunk, the salt, CRC salt. Yeah, thing. CRC yeah. salt. If Splunk it tries to index a file that looks exactly the same as the beginning of another file, it'll think it's the same file. Okay, So you can put some information in to make it ignore that. But that, that data is written to the Splunk D log. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was deplo- deplo- debugging something for a prospect yesterday, and... I'm like, you know, I look at the Splunk D logs. I'm like, ta-da! Now I'm about to look like a genius, right? Because I'm about to fix this problem. But I thought, well, I kind of wish we knew about that. You know, like I'm going to ask for Deployment Monitor to give a little bit more information on the inputs. So if you're getting errors like this, it should be a little bit more obvious so that you can go down and fix it. So Right, right. But hey, it's a pretty good good deal. All right. All right. Uh... User conference might be happening right now while this episode is going on. But if not, user conference is coming up. We're going to broadcast live from there. we got a bunch of cool stuff. Maverick's trying to get a band going. It's going to be a lot of Splunk nerdy stuff. If you're, if you're in San Francisco, come on over. It's, it's, it's good. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. If you play, uh, if you play a trumpet or something like that, a horn, and you can carry it on the to the thing, you should go. We we should uh, we should plan on at least having a little bit of a of a jam session. We're gonna try to figure that out. Um, or you know what? I think I'm gonna have Todd running around doing this. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Of course he will. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, don't. I don't think you have to have him doing it. I think he'll do it on his own. But. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't think Todd has the balls to do that. So. Uh, yeah. okay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. What did uh, we learn this week? Yeah, okay. what did we learn? Okay, Maverick yeah. learned some stuff. Here's what I learned. All right. So, round two of the Windows event logs. Yeah. Now, remember how I was talking about the good old Windows event logs, the Windows 2008 event logs? Mm-hmm. Most people do not run Windows 2008 with only Windows 2008 authentication. There's a different style of authentication. Usually when they set it up, they set it up for what's called mixed mode authentication, which means uh, it'll authenticate in the way they did in 2003 versus 2008. Hence, you can actually see two different types of login and logout events. Windows 2003 had event codes like 537, 538, 539. It's like there's about five or ten of them, okay? Sure, sure. They're a different structure, okay? If you even go into our demo server, you'll see we use mixed mode authentication. You'll probably see fields that have username, and then you'll also probably see uh, events that have account name. Well, there's still logins, right? How do we kind of... How do we get a statistical summary of people, really, right? Because now these people have two different fields. Well, 
What one might do is one might rename the account name field to username, or in this case, let's say rename the username field to account name. Guess what will happen there? Splunk will pretty much overwrite all the previous yeah. values of what were in the account name field with whatever was in the username field. That's D- right. Oh, right over it. Yeah. Yeah. So they might then they might try that with eval. <laughs> they'll eval account name equals username and they'll find it that actually does the same thing. Right. So remember how we used that MV index thing? Right. Okay. Right. MV index is going to give us that that actual real account name that we want. So we're going to use that. But we're also going to use another uh, another search command called coalesce. Okay. Now, what coalesce will do is it will basically kind of merge the uh, the the account merge two fields together. Okay. But one of the things we want to make sure that we do is merge, but not overwrite. Right. Okay. So. What so it's we, an intelligent merge. Yeah, basically. right. So, but remember at the same time that dang old 4634-24 event has a multi-value field. Right. Okay. Oh, so okay. we're going to yeah, need our MV index right. and we're going to need coalesce. So if I'll read this off. So, you know, again, we should have video or at least start a friggin' show notes. But <clears throat> um. If I pipe to eval account underscore name equals coalesce, then in parens, MV index, and then parens, account name, comma, negative one in parens, then a comma, username, and a parens. And what that really says is, okay, coalesce this stuff into a field called account name. Of the ones that have multi-values, pick the last one. And, And then... Anything else that doesn't have a value, take whatever was in the username field from those other events and now coalesce it in with the account name field. So now you have the accurate amount of uh, actual users or people that are in there and nothing's being overwritten and it's all being, let's say, coalesced or pretty much aligned in the same field name. That's pretty cool. That's very, very cool. I, I I was not sure about that one. So now I'm gonna go try that one for sure. Yeah, it's like this yet another search command. Here's one, here's a bonus. Bonus yeah. for you. <laughs> okay. So okay. we're also doing transactions this week where we were doing transactions by account name. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. So we're looking for these security events. And in this case, we were looking for event code forty six forty eight which happens to be an explicit logon, which means that if you log on to a machine uh, with an explicit username and password, it generates a it generates a different account code. And this type of uh, event is used in the process of things like doing remote desktop. So if I remote desktop into one machine, this event will be recorded. If I remote desktop into another machine from that machine, this event will be recorded. It's more sophisticated than a fail than a successful login event. It'll actually tell you what process you were using, and it will tell you. Um, the account name that was used to log in and the account the account name that was used uh, from the other machine. It basically, in a nutshell, yeah. it basically allows you to detect RDP hopping. Okay. Oh, okay. RDP, so yeah. Maverick went from one machine to another machine to another machine. This should never happen. Right. <clears throat> okay. If it does, customer wants to, to know about need, it. You need to know about it. That's okay. Right. So all we did is look for event log security. Piped it, or event code 4648, piped it to transaction account name, 
boom. Okay. It goes yeah. and links it all together. And I'm like, wow, I got the whole chain of hopping. Right. But, how, but what if that happened? What if I get that on one host? I don't care about one host. Yeah. You need to prove that it's hopped at least one time. Uh, exactly. Okay. Or more. Oh, so, okay. um, we know oh. that uh, transaction is going to create a multi-value field, as it does. It creates multi-value fields all the time. Every event has a host field. So now it's going to create a multi-value field out of host, and you're going to say host equals you know, ABC, host equals PDQ, and host equals XYZ. But how do I count up the number of values that are in that host field? <laughs> Maverick's now going eval host count equals MV count host. Yes. That's right. So you pipe it to eval, make yourself a brand new field. I'm going to call it host count equals MV count. And in parens, the field host. Okay. So that's right. now going to, it's now just going to run a count of all of the value, or it's going to actually, it's going to probably count the size of the array that is the MV, that is the, the field host. So, and then I piped it to what? Where host count is greater than one. Boom. Done. Boom, done. Ice yeah. to Eskimos. Okay. <laughs> that is very <laughs> there cool. There you go. I'm loving those La Quinta commercials, I swear. So that's, re that's, that's very, very cool. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tease you guys this this time with what I learned because I'm I'm thinking about taking what I learned now um, this week with I'm gonna actually put it in as part of my presentation for user conference for yeah. my splinking outside the box. So so uh, some of you maybe last year um, I I'm probably gonna include some of my nice ones, good ones that I think are kind of cool outside the box, like the how to pick lottery numbers with Splunk. Uh, for Texas Lotto, for sure, how to do some stuff for Twitter, uh, splunking Twitter feeds and things like that. Um, but I also have this one I learned this week I think I'm going to wrap in, which is how to get every single value. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you, you're you talking about this multiple, like multi, M MV index and MV count. I actually use those kinds of multi-value things to, to very creatively to get all of the cities that are appearing um, in my web web um, events. So in other words, I don't just get the top 10, I get a list of all of them. But I wanted to figure out a way to only list enough of them, all of them on the screen without having to scroll. Like I wanted to be able to have right. print as many as you need. So so I figured out a way to do percentages, like give me 20% of them on the first line, 20% on the second uh, line, that kind of thing. Like with, uh, what is that C command? Count. Oh, PCT 10, PC, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, percentiles. But, 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 right. right, but what I'm doing is I'm doing the same thing, but I, but I created uh, you know where what? I could figure out the percentage. And what, what anyway, do we learn? I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to share it. I'm going to share it. What do we learn next week? What do we learn next week? What do we learn yeah. next week? Sure. Right. If you figure, if you finish it, show, show no, it no, I am, I am done. But okay, I'm gonna good. put it. I'm gonna do it at user conference. Okay. So if so, so what I'll do is I'll wait till I do it there, and then maybe the show after user conference, I'll share what I did because because some of you may be interested in something. How did how do you format things or get it to show? It's a kind of neat trick and technique. And so if you're at user conference, you're gonna want to come to my my session, and I'll show you how to do that. You know, what I'm gonna do at user conference. I'm working on the equipment right now. I'm gonna stream as much as of it as I can. Oh, that would be cool. Right. So yeah, like live, I'm, like live. Yeah. So I'm probably going to use my laptop. I need, like, it's like I really need portable and I'm seeing if I can get a proper camera and uh, I should be able to get a feed off the soundboard um, and then, you know, maybe do some interviews, but just run around and just stream different parts of the user conference. So if people can't make it, they can see what's going on. Um, one more. Oh, there was one more thing. OK, so here's the other thing. This is the last thing I have for this week. OK. I was talking to I was talking to Jesse yesterday. Jesse's a Jesse Miller. He's a pianist. 
And he works on our team. He's a sales engineer. And we were talking about search commands because, you know, I think it was Jesse. If not, yeah. just imagine it was Jesse. Yeah, sure. Um, it probably was. We uh, were talking about all these search commands, and there's so many. Like, how's anyone supposed to know what they all are? And, you know, I, I often say I'm the Splunk Ninja, but I'm not Gerald. Okay, Gerald Conopathy is our top PS guy. and Dude knows everything, right? Sure, sure. Engineering knows everything, but probably not one person in engineering knows absolutely everything. Gerald seems to know everything, and he's a freaking genius, okay? Freakishly, but, freakishly smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And very witty. He's, he's great. Absolutely. So, we, but you we, know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to start a segment with search command of the week. Okay. So, oh, okay. That's maybe, what you were talking about. Maybe a week or two like from it. now. Like, as yeah. I'm just going to go, I don't know if I'm going to go A to Z. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, yeah, that'll be too boring. It's going to force you'll me. You'll be listeners if you do A to Z. No one was, you got to do the interesting ones or good well, ones. We got to go through. Sorry, I'm tired. Use, useful ones. They got to be ones. We got, that, I'm going to go through what, all of them. No, every no possible cases one, that nobody uses. Every use possible search command. I disagree. You got to pick good ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I like the idea. I want to do it. Um, wanna... your you know what, dude? You know what I have to say about your request? Denied. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Trust me, it'll be like 85 weeks. Okay. So don't That's worry true. about it. It's you know, That's there's like true. there's a lot of search commands. Uh, and by the time that you know we. We get to the end. I'm sure there'll be a few of them, and there'll be 50 more. Yeah, yeah. Then I can continue that ad infinitum. Um, all right, all right. So, I, but I what like it. it's like I've in in a way I've kind of been looking for a reason to learn every search command. Um, and the other thing is, you know, you go through the docs, and let's say you look at a command like append or whatever. The example is accurate, but not effective, or as I used to say, necessary but not sufficient. There's not enough learning there to, for it to really grasp because if there was, I would know them all by yeah, just reading. Correct. So that's a good idea. Yeah. So it could be kind of an expansion. It's this expansion on and different ways to do it. And then that's how we've learned them, right? We, there's things we figure out. And then because we have access to the engineers, we can always talk to them and say, yeah. hey, help us understand more things we can do with this too. And then use this as a way to get that. That's a great idea. I, I'm all for it. And I think I'm the glad. audience likes it. Yeah, think, they do. Yeah, thank you very I much. Do. Um, I, I I do have to get with a customer here uh, oh. for my real regular jobs. So, and I have, uh, um, you know, what's I, in my backyard right now? Goats. Yeah, goats. Okay, <laughs> pygmy goats. All right, everybody. Um, if you're going to user conference, get there. If not, um, I'll send out some. I don't know. I'll tweet something about how you can watch user conference, uh, provided I don't fail on that. Um, and email us at splunktalk at splunk.com. And uh, as well, we say, Maverick, happy splunking. Happy splunking. Let's do this. Thank you. Talk Have a great week. Soon. Thanks for listening. Crickets. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Wow. What does that mean? <laughs> and a Jeff Blake laugh. <laughs>